describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. GrogCon 23, September 9th, 29th through October 1st. Easy for me to say at the Doubletree Orlando. 5780 Major Boulevard, Orlando, Florida. Uh, we're going to have artwork. We're going to have, we showed last time, uh, Rob brought the Wand of Orcus, which is going to be uh, charitied away. Very impressive uh, tool there. Uh, Menion says hi, by the way. Ah, hello, Menion. Uh, so we are excited that uh, this is coming together. For those, uh, tickets are I think they're available. They're early. And if you are coming and you are a patron of Electrum tier or higher, you should be sending me a note so that you can go for free. Uh, that's important. I need to know sooner than later since, as we've mentioned, uh, we don't get the tickets for free. They're not free to us. We pay the same price you do. So we would love to save uh, patron money, your money, uh, and not have to pay full price. So let us know. If you're an election person or higher and you're planning to come, we'd love to see you. Um, we also have uh, a dear friend of ours, Crystal Thorne, who is, has been doing some great artwork and is working on the official uh, portrait, picture, scene, painting mm -hmm. of yes. All Hail Orcus. We, we saw some sketches of hers, and uh, she asked for some feedback. We also She also wants to do another scene. Currently... We only have one submission by Dan, Gnome's Canoodling. It was not me. Were you sure that wasn't you? <laughs> it's, based, it's based on my recent uh, vacation. Ah, that's right. She would like a, <laughs> a still life of uh, some scenes of him over at the Gnome Realms. That would be amazing. So, uh, Do they know some brothels? I gave you the book. <laughs> you have the book of Gnome brothels. The Gnome brothels. <laughs> The gnome brothels. That would be that. There's that's a that. That's what. What is that? I would assume it's an adventure. So you don't know. You just like the phrase. I love. The you don't know gnome. if it's an album. Is it a shop? Is it? You don't know. Is it a painting? I don't know, but I'm keeping it. Gnome brothels. That's we need a we need a survey. All right, survey. What is that? Is the gnome brothels adventure? A uh, shop. What else could it be? A painting. It sounds like a terrible adventure. What's the premise? I guess you, why did I ask? Moving on. You sure? <laughs> no. I, I can think of a couple. You inadvertently, you're, you're a bunch of gnomes from that. You just finished the heist. 
at the museum, right? Oh, it's like an interlude. Right. In between, it's like a little mini adventure, a little, right. one, a little exactly. micro adventure. Right. You just, you just finished, you just broke in, saved the gnome realms by going to the museum. Got a lot of extra money. I got some cash. <laughs> and what do adventurers do? They, they party. And so they went down to the, the gnome, bra, gnome brothels. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of use of the angry monk guy. <laughs> a lot of yes, no questions. And the, and the disease counter. Yes, but. Exactly. Yes, yes but. but. <laughs> the biggest little gnome brothel in Greyhawk. That's right. Ah, there you, oh, that's right. Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. Dolly Parton? That was Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. I think Burt was Burt Reynolds in it. Anyway. Dolly Fields? I believe so. Wow. Is that, was that the best show in and, uh, and uh, I think also uh, was uh, Tom Cruise. Oh. And, um, and uh, Richard Gere. <laughs> and uh, right. who was the, who's the tall one with Richard Gere? Uh, Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman? Oh, Julia Roberts. And they were all in it. Okay, that's right. They don't all look like gnomes, except for Tom Cruise. I think he's the only gnomish one of the, of the group. And Harvey Keitel. Oh. He's got a gnomish. Yeah, it's true. He does look like that. Um, so anyway, I don't know how we got to that. So if you would like to submit a scene uh, for, for an art theme to be considered by Crystal, please send, put it on the Discord in the general chat or... Uh, Send it to um, me on in the DM. Uh, you can just uh, tell me what your theme is so we can roll up the random thing. Because, again, the dice are on. Vic is on there. Hey, I saw your call. I got to call you back. Uh, so, Vic, congratulations on a very successful, uh, wonderful DaveCon. We've had glowing reports. Rob told us how wonderful it was. Congratulations. I'm so happy to hear it went well. Uh, so, let's see. Oh, most racist Brussels, five, uh, yeah. You, yeah, you must be, I assume you must be this tall to get into the known brothels. It's like the opposite of the height chart. You know, oh, if you're too tall. Oh, if so it's, too tall. oh it's like the, the thing on an overpass. Right. That's right. You can't height, right. You can't, yeah, you the can't. door is like this big. You have to, if you can't get in, you, right. you're not going into the brothel. Right. So there's like basically a lot of halflings and doors. So, so Vic called on Monday. I, I finally got a chance to listen after getting back. Uh, He's got some swag for, 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 our, for our folks, so I need to get him his, my address, but also want to check up with him. Uh, he should probably be on the show next time so we can kind of get a follow-up on how things went. That would a be debriefing. Great. A debriefing, right. Let's see what he liked or not. Uh, but uh, I saw our Brando had a great time. Rob had a great time. A bunch of folks did. So uh, speaking of that, if you were not able to get to DaveCon or you were not going to be able to make it to GrogCon or GaryCon or any other cons. You know, you can play D&D right now or other old school games by going to the Grognards Guild online. There's play by post. You can set up your game. Again, I, we keep bringing the story up. The reason this show and everything has started is because Dan and his friend Ed decided, hey, we, we once a year at uh, GaryCon wasn't enough. You built the meetup and the history came after that, basically. Right. The rest is history. The rest is history. Well, I'm hoping 35 years from now, like they have all these books, John Peterson will come and write a book about our origins. We have a footnote, at least. <laughs> a brief? A brief. A brief that, and insignificant. Brief, it, yes, uh, in the appendix, insignificant events tangential to D&D. To that would be wonderful. Um, we'll be in the chapter on Vic Dorso as a footnote. Oh, there's apparently there's a museum in... Germany that has known brothels. Wow. Really? Wow. Sounds like a field trip. That would be amazing. Well, it's a good thing one of our patrons now is from Hamburg. 
You can tell us all uh, about it. It's New Jersey. Oh, sorry. But it's close. <laughs> Speaking of that, we are ready to give out some titles. Let's do it. Speaking of Hamburg. Um, first, we're going to give out a title to Steve, who is from Sealy, Texas. Oh, is it hard? My eyes are bad. No, it is Hamburg. All right, Sealy, Texas first. Yes. Yes. Okay, Jason has given us titles. Thank you for the Mad Libs entries. Thank you, sir. Uh, and so, so Steve is claiming the giant metropolis known as Sealy, Texas. So it doesn't strike me as a hot. I could be wrong. A hotbed of D and D, but it's possible. Ah, uh, well, he he is he is holding the fort down. We appreciate it. He's it's in, he's on like the frontier. Of well, it's about apparently thirty miles from Houston, so we're trying to get a foothold into that area. Yes. Okay. Can't take over the whole city right away. That's a big town. We're going to start with the outskirts and kind of. That'd be a lot of money. We'd have to pass. <laughs> a lot of tribute to Old Houston. That's right. So with that, um, let's. I guess we start rolling some dice, right? Let's do it. Yes. Would you like to roll? I will roll. All right. You are the roll master. Please give me a D fifteen, sir. Uh, thirteen. Commander. A lot of commanders. We have com Steve, the commander. I guess so. Steve. Yep, the commander. Okay. All right. Give me a. Uh, oh, so this is. So how many have we decided on number two? The his, her. Well, I assume most he doesn't. Ever. So it would be four because we assume he doesn't want to be a her. Well, I agree with that. Okay. One. His. His. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Next, what do I need? Well, I think we should have a. Okay, I got you. All right. We need a D 30. 23. Magnificent. That's good. D30, sir. D30. 21. Munificent. Oh, munificent. You're going to need help with that. I know you are. M-U-N-I-F-I-C-E-N-C-E. Uh -huh. -E. Oh, so munificence. Nice. You could have, he could have been his munificent munificence. Oh, wow. It has both of them. Oh, double M, double yeah. munificence. Right, but no, that's... Okay, so we now need a D15. D15. Six. Grand Duke. Duke of Earl, the Grand Duke of Seely. The Duke Seely. Go ahead. D60. Five, wow. Oh. Earless. Peerless? I feel like we have a peerless. And now a D30. And this is usually this, the, the this, best one. This is the bring it home. This is. Five as well. Subjugator. Ooh, subjugator. He's a subjugator of Sealy. Subjugator of Sealy. Okay. That's it. I love it. All right. So, so uh, congratulations, Steve. You are now, can you see that? Can you read it? <laughs> I can. Okay. Uh, congratulations, Steve. We are now going to bestow the following title to you as, our, as the Emperor's, and you will now forever be known in the Grog Empire as Steve, the Commander, His Magnificent Munificence Grand Duke. Peerless Subjugator of Seely. Congratulations. So now can we take a, a couple seconds to talk about what he probably would go by or what you would choose to go by? Well, I like the Magnificent Munificence. That's pretty good. The M.M. M&M. That's true. It could be M&M. The Subjugator of Sealy is pretty good, yeah, though. Yeah, Subjugator of Sealy is good. He could be the Grand Subjugator. 
Right. He can just take it to the next level. He can be the magnificent subjugator. You know, subjugator is, is hard to beat. You, I think you, you almost have to have subjugator, it seems to me. Right. I, I, because of the fact that it sounds so good. It would have been nice if you had more flowery things and then had subjugator. Like we had that one time. It was like right. benevolent, whatever, slayer uh, of whatever. Right. Almost like I could see like a dandy. You know, you're all like, you know, you seem very nice and whatever, but you're just horrible. Oh, he was on. Congratulations. Hey. All right. Well, it's good to see. Yes, you are the. So let us know what uh, your short version. You don't have to decide now, yeah. obviously. Yeah, you can you can DM me that, Steve. So uh, and you may want to put that on your official stationery. Uh, may resume. have a post office address change. Yeah, resume. Right on your resume. <laughs> exactly. AKA. That's right. So, you you know. I would let your neighbors know from now on that they should hold, you'll be holding court and they'll be subjugated mm -hmm. by you. I'm sure that'll go over well. Maybe he's part of the HOA. That he's already a subjugator. We just don't know that. That's true. Because if you've, if you've dealt with an HOA, you've been subjugated. I've heard enough about them to avoid them. Okay, he's going to DM us later. Excellent. All right. Moving on. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Hamburg, not Germany, we are now giving out a title to Jeff Feller. Jeff Feller is residing or planning to rule over Hamburg, not Germany, uh, New Jersey. Now, do we have other members of the Grog Empire in New Jersey? We do. Okay, so this could get interesting. Yeah, I don't know where Hamburg is in relation to the valley. There's a valley that someone has claimed, and there's another place. That is another area that... Um, we need someone from the empire to take over, the cartographer, the official mm -hmm. geographer slash right. the surveyor. So, 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 right. So we'll post that on. The imperial surveyor. The imperial surveyor. All right. So if you're interested, apply to James. <laughs> uh, wait, is it Grog Talk? Info at grogcon.com, yes. Catch a resume? Is it three references? Three references, right. Yeah, what other things have you, uh, what other empires have you done the survey work for? Right. right. Past or present? We, we a minimum of two years' experience. That's right. A couple of years' experience. Bachelor's degree. Certified in sur imperial surveying, mm -hmm. uh, which I assume means taking bribes to move the line wherever you like, wherever you want to go from there. Yes, if you're if if you're if you've been involved with taking or giving bribes, that's right. a plus. Yeah, that'll be one of the questions. Tell me of a time when you were given a bribe and it wasn't enough. What right. did you do, and what was the result? You're like, how would you handle this situation? The <laughs> best answer is I'd bribe the dude. <laughs> you're hired. Yeah, that's uh, that would be the thing is, you know, well, it's also, you know, these 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 folks that we have, they're recently landed uh, gentry, right? They're recently nobles. They may not know how to bribe people. Oh, we should have. A, yeah, we should have a class. training program. Right. Right. How to bribe. Right. Bribery. <laughs> that's just one class. <laughs> Bribery. <laughs> Mayhem. Mayhem. That's right. Subjugation. Uh, uh, known brothels. Known brothels. <laughs> Setting up people. Do's and don'ts. It's kind of like union busting when a gnome brothel comes to town. What do you do? <laughs> Management. Enjoy. We think you should not just uh, settle for gnome brothels. You should be able to go to any brothel you want. Why would you want to be just restricted to one brothel? Some kind of, there'd be, we need a video, a corporate video. Hi, this is James, and this is Dan. We're here from corporate to tell you about gnome brothels and why we think in management is not the best thing for you to have. Oh, and then at the end, there'll be a little quiz. You know, there's little three That's questions. Right. What should you do? Or in situations, you know, yeah. where they have, 
James is, uh, James is just walking by town and he notices a gnome brothel. What should he do? Should he go in? Right. Should he report it to the Imperial police? That would be the thing. Oh, he chose to go. If you chose to go in, that is wrong. Oh, oppression 101. Absolutely oppression 101. Oh, yes. Oh, the advanced class. Have you, have you, had, have you taken the advanced class? Advanced oppression? I mean, oppression 101 was good. Right. But that advanced class, oh, my gosh. That dissertation on uh, torture and public displays of public execution, that was yes. breathtaking. You wrote your dissertation on Orcus. <laughs> That's right. All right. In did you get an internship with Orcus? I don't know. It, that's good too. <laughs> Clerk, clerking for Orcus. Just for the summer. That's right, summer. No pay. Summer intern. I'm a. On your resume. Put that on your resume. You're like a lawful evil dude. Do you think your resume? No, he'd be chaotic evil. Now, why did I say that? Oh, I screwed that one he up. Would, he wouldn't. He wouldn't last long there. He'd be. He'd be like Orcus. There's no rules around here. Beep. That's right. So and so was. So and so was doing this. Yeah, my little tattletale. <laughs> No one likes it. <laughs> We're chaotic, dude. Uh, okay, so we are right. ready for a title. All right. Poor Jeff, if he's out there, he's been waiting uh, patiently for, to find out what his title. So are you ready for some rolling? D15, sir. Seven. Chamberlain. Ugh. We, we may no, we work. need to be more excited about it. You can, we can't, like, roll up a title and be like, oh, well, it's terrible I for just, the poor guy. I just feel bad. It's like... We should just do, from now on, make it simpler. Is he a Chamberlain? And just roll the angry monk dice. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. All right, D4. I don't know why we've got... I mean, it just feels like it's a disproportionate amount. Two. Uh, most. So his most. Yep. His, the Chamberlain, his most. D... Thirty. Something. Eight. Munificent. Oh, wow. You must have rolled an eight last time. I guess so. If you didn't... We got problems. Right, we got problems. His most munificent. That's good. So he's we like the, the most, alliterations. He's the most munificent. Right. Of Hamburg. Of Hamburg. D30, please. 20. Honor. Most munificent honor? Okay. Yes. All right. D15. Uh, nine. Viscount. Oh, Viscount. We haven't had a Viscount in a while, so that's good. Okay, 60. You got it. It's like I memorized this. 18. Elite. Elite. We've not had an elite. No, we haven't. The Thank Viscount you. Elite. Viscount Elite. Count Elite. Count Elite. <laughs> elite Count. <laughs> I love it. All right. D, uh, D30. Uh, D30 for bringing it home. Three. Protector of. Okay, that's good. He's more benevolent than, than they are in Sealy, Texas. Well, Humber well, well, this makes sense because he's going into New Jersey where right. there's a bunch of, uh, I mean, you know right. about those patrons. Yeah, exactly. The New Jersey patrons. Hmm. So he needs, Humberg needs protection. A, a lot of it. So he, he's come in and done that. Well, that, congratulations, Jeff. You, sir, now, uh, by the power vested in us, by us, we now proclaim you shall be known forevermore in the Grog Empire as Jeff Feller. The Chamberlain, his most munificent honor. Viscount Elite Protector of Hamburg. Congratulations, sir. Welcome to the Empire. I think it's Hamburg. Hamburg. I like Hamburg, New Jersey. Though. Oh, that's Germany. So I'm thinking, Bill, the Elite Protector's pretty good. The 
Ah, Viscount's good. You got a Viscount in there, don't you? Yeah. The Viscount. Viscount. The elite protector. The, the Munificent Viscount. Munificent Viscount. Honor, honorally, there's just a lot. There's, they're all similar words, so that's the only concern is you got to get something that's unique. Well, the most munificent protector. Yes, the most munificent protector does seem to be good. Because or the most munificent Viscount. Oh, there's a lot. He'll have to look. I like the alliteration, so he should, he should lean into that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and move forward with that. So, um, the Go Delicious travels. Fortunately, Jason was on. Uh, good morning to Jason, and he he let us know that we were on the impression the transfer had happened, uh, but he did he, it did not. The transfer he's he will be going back to the Night of the Wind very shortly. Via he'll be taking a, a package, a wind package. Did you, I hopefully, did you tell him to put holes in the uh, package so he doesn't suffocate? Oh, God, no. Well, if he hasn't gone yet, yeah, please, put holes in the package. What's a wind package? Well, he's Knight of the Wind, Sonny, so I'm just trying to tie it into that. Oh, okay. So our understanding, uh, our understanding is, A, M.W. Lewis does not have Go Delicious. Attention, he does not have Go Delicious. Okay. Because uh, I, we inadvertently thought he did, and all of a sudden the Discord blew up with, Accusations of that false wow. uh, he's not involved at all, like like the Hindenburg baby that he wow. didn't want to be part of it. We're like, sorry. <laughs> so we'll so as far as we know, it'll be being sent uh to the night of the wind very shortly. I do not, and will and in no circumstance will have anything to do with Totalisha. That's right. I don't know that person. So with that said, uh yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, we should have put, yeah, that's why we got, you didn't microchip Go Delicious? Well, he's had him for that long. We should tell Jason he needs to do that. Well, we need a GPS thing on him, right? That's, yeah, we need a chip like that. Right. Follow him, yeah. Well, I, I put, I got one of those little air tags because they're relatively cheap. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, those For your are, luggage. Right. So you know your luggage is sitting some, right. somewhere in Chicago. Exactly. So this, it's relatively cheap, and that's what I would say. Uh, yes, and Menyon did a wonderful job. The pictures from uh, the train, uh, seeing the mountain, that was, that's still a highlight. He has lived the life that we want to live, which is pretty amazing. Um, speaking of amazing, uh, I want to mention about uh, the Severed Fate Kickstarter. We are getting down to the wire here, folks. We need your help. We've got a week left. May 1st, it ends. We need about 450, 500 bucks. Uh, we're going to be contributing, obviously. Uh, we'll be doing that this week. But we need folks. If you haven't done it, please. Ah, the mountain, Fiji. I was going to say Mount Fiji, so I apologize. But thank you for, thank you for letting me, because he, he saw that. I was struggling with trying to figure out which mountain it was. Oh, that was very nice of him. I don't know whether mountain I was going to come up with. Kuribashi? Is that, <laughs> is that Suribashi? Is, is that a mountain? Is that from, is that? I think, Coors. Mountain? Course, right, the mountain of course. Uh, I think Mount Tsurubashi was on Iwo Jima, which is not really. Uh, what about Iron Mountain? There's Iron Mountain. Yeah, yeah. We're keeping the stash. Fuji, not Fiji. Thank you. He, he, he's he's got to be. Mm. What's good about Rob, known as Menyon, is the same as Rob here. When mm-hmm. they listen to our show, they scream at the, You're at right. the speakers mm-hmm. in, in apoplectic anger. What are you talking about? You idiots. You guys are completely idiots. Uh, so, uh, Severed Fate, the Kickstarter is happening. This is from our dear friends from the Rolades, Fame, Laurel, and John. They wrote this beginning module. 
We've read it, we love it, and uh, we're going to support it. And we'd hope you support it because these things are super fun. Because we don't want to have to have a telephone. Right. Not <laughs> a long. <laughs> we like, don't have a rotary phone. Jerry Lewis. Oh, I could. I have a. Oh, I don't have a rotary one. I have a push dial one. So. <laughs> Hello, operators are standing by. So uh, if, if you have the means, uh, feel f- we would love for you to support the Kickstarter. We're very close to completing it. Um, and that kind of motivates. Uh, Laurel and John, to write the next episode of Undead, which is really what we're trying to get from them. I mean, Undead related in, in our world, in the, gnome of, in the world of Grog Talk. That's, what, that's the ultimate play, that they're willing to do something in the Duchy of Death, if I remember right. correctly. Yeah, indeed, that is correct. So that's what, uh, a Kickstarter link. Yes, we can get you that Kickstarter link. Absolutely. Uh, Mount Doom, good one. Uh, Mount Doom, yes. Is that in Japan? <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see. So, anyway, we'd love to we'd love to see that happen. Uh, so, if you are so inclined, we are very close. So, here is the. Hope that hope that link worked. I'll put it again just in case. So, moving on. What else? Oh, also, flipping and turning. Look, look, look at this. Look at this. Issue 11 is available. We picked it up recently, thanks to Rob. Got us our copy. And uh, issue 12 is being worked on. It's about tournament, like jousting and fair maidens and that kind of stuff. Jousting. Apparently. And jousting. And jousting. <laughs> and other uh, feats of uh, strength, right? Or whatever, the Festivus Pole or whatever. So um, if you would like to submit your work, uh, what I saw in the Discord is he is looking, he meaning our Tim Cask, is looking for terrible monsters. Terrible monsters is what he's looking for. Uh, so feel free to uh, send them to editor at grogcon.com or uh, editor at, oh, sorry, smolderingdunggames at gmail.com. So, if you like any of this nonsense, please like and subscribe on YouTube, iTunes Review, or become a patron, or buy some swag. You know, some people don't want that monthly commitment. Go buy a Mm t-shirt if you want to help us. It's a one-time thing. And then put it on the grams or the tubes where you're wearing the shirt, so this way people know that. All right. Best of 1983. Okay. And, oh, by the way, before, my apologies. Uh, If you want to partake in the Mad Libs Insanity, so far I've only seen one. That was Jason. So if you want to take in the, in the insanity, you need to put in your answers while we work on, uh, while we do best of what we're doing. Best of 1983, sir. Okay. 40 years ago today. Today. 40 years ago today, April 21st, 1983. E. This. E. I'm sorry? E.T. I'm just kidding. Eight eighty three. That's right. This movie was number one at the box office. It wasn't Tootsie. It's no longer Tootsie. Oh. Tootsie's out. Thank God. Okay, it's not Tootsie's Tootsie. out. It's not Tootsie. Uh, Tootsie wouldn't go over well today. A lot of people would be upset with Tootsie. But okay, uh, this movie, number one. Number one, and it's not E.T. Uh, I am not saying can it confirm or deny that. Uh, you can't confirm or deny that it's Tootsie? Or E.T. Oh, okay. Can you give me a hint? You need a hint. 
Well, yes, considering it's just April 21st, 1983, I'm 13. I'm gonna, I, I will guess. Um, I'm going to say it's Return of the Jedi. It is not incorrect. It is about a dancer. Flash dance. That is correct, sir. Oh, okay. That was a good, yeah, that was a good hint. That's <laughs> too good. I was going to say Indiana Jones. No, it was, Indiana Jones was the second one. was 85, I thought. The Indian one. Temple of Doom. On Mount Doom. Mm. Got it. 40. <laughs> yeah, Flashdance. Is 40. that the number one song, too, from Flashdance? It is not. Okay. Uh, 40 years ago today, what was the number one song in the U.S.? We're very U.S.-centric. Yes. You didn't do the U- U- world, world Charts, the Hot 100, whatever it's called. I couldn't do that. This song was number one in Bangladesh. Hey. That would, <laughs> I would have as much shot. Um, I'll tell you, the band has three words. The, the band's name has three, three words. Three, and it's not three. Not, not fewer, not more. Not Three Dog Night. Exactly three. Okay. Bow Wow Wow? Is that the band? No, it's not. Okay. Um, the song, I believe, has three. The song has three words. The song has three words, and the band name has three words, and they are different. Not, oh, not the same. Tears for fears. Shout. No, that's not. That's one word. Uh, I'm, I'm first trying to figure out bands with three things. The the is the a word in it. No. Okay, so it's not the blah, 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 blah. No, it is blah. not. So it's actually... And the song has a woman's name in it. Oh. Uh, I think the song... Now, I should probably double check. I probably got some of this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the actual name of the song or not? But I believe it is. Do have any guesses? Well, I have Rains in Africa. I think that's Toto. That's Toto. It's crickets for you. You need another guess? Charlotte the Gnome. Ooh. Oh, that's right. 22 Greyhawk Avenue. <laughs> that's the Iron Maiden. That's why I asked if it was a three thing. As opposed to Iron Maiden, which could be just a generic torture device. I am correct that there are three words in each one. I don't know. Okay, so the initials of the song <laughs> are C-O-E. And oh, okay, now I know it. Yes? It's like the most popular song of the 80s. Probably, I yes. didn't. I, okay. Probably. Yes, now I know it. Okay. I will. Go ahead. She, uh, actually, Shannon got it. Yeah. He put the initials in. Good for you, sir. Shannon is a winner. Well, the answer is, come on, Eileen. By Dexter, Dexter's Midnight Runner. Okay. The next quiz, what is the first name of the band? <laughs> What's the first name of this band? Not Dexter's. <laughs> it's not. Dexter? <laughs> no. I'm laughing. I wouldn't have got it either, but I think it's funny. How many people would know it? It's, it's Dexies. Here's the Dexies. next thing. Can you spell Dexies? No, I have no idea. D-E-X-Y-S. D-E-X-Y-S. Dexies. Dexies. So there's not an apostrophe it's S. It's not Dexter's. Okay. And it's not apostrophe S. Yeah. It's Dexies. Yeah. Not Dexies. Right. It's Dexies. 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 Right, no pot. Maybe that's how they do it and wherever they're from. Mm-hmm. I assume they're from another country. Not America, meaning. Obviously, they're from a country. Oh, poor old Johnny Ray. That's right. Okay. Hold on. 
That was good. Thank you. <laughs> I'll give you a laugh there. This, okay. This show's about so, tradition AD&D, is that right? Ireland, yes. This about, but anyway, the point is, I will pre-answer that Sean will be number one for the next like eight weeks. So I'm just going to say. See if you can remember it. We'll see. Um, I'm not going to write it down. I'll see if I can remember it. All right. Well, very good. That was, let's see, that's what we miss here. Yeah. That's, yeah. All right. So um, that was, okay. Now we're back to Mad Libs. Okay. So far we've gotten one submission. So my question to you, sir, is do we accept the one submission or do we, uh, do I come up with my own and then you pick? No, I say we accept the submission. We go, with, right. he should be rewarded. Right. So this is the segment of the show where we do a Dungeons and Dragons Mad Libs. Right. So it's the world. The international uh, phenomenon that everyone knows about. The world's greatest word game. The world's great. Not Wordly. Not Scrabble. Wordle. Wordle. Wordly. Wordle. So that's right. Wordle. Wordle. W-O-R-D-L, I believe. L E. It was just the E silent. Oh, that's right. It's crumble cookies with no E. Yes. C R M E. So James bought for me. It's very thoughtful of him. He knows me well. He bought Dungeons and Dragons Mad Libs. And so what we do is, well, we Frank, we play it. Right. Simple as that. And exactly. This one, people have, or person. Person. Puts, Audience participation is very high in this segment. Right. One. Uh, and we're going to fill it in, and I'll read it, and it's going to be hilarious. It's always just hilarious. And uh, this one is my favorite character profile. Oh, my favorite character. So it might be a gnome illusionist. Oh, one could only hope. Right? Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, oh, so I've got to, oh, that's right. Tell me the words. So I, can you give me the, Well, right. I want to make sure they're the right ones. So what's the first one? Well, how about this? I read it, and you just tell me the word. It's the noun, right? It'll okay. work. Okay. The best. Cleaver. I ever created for Dungeons and Appendages was Dan Felder, the bleed, bleeding, whose alignment was chaotic. Skinny. I'm just going to tap you in. Oh, okay. Dan was a friend to all eyeballs. True. And had a short syringe. <laughs> had a short what? Syringe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need I don't have to take this. I don't have to take this, okay? I'm gone for I didn't have to come back. That's right, you could go back to the brothel. I'm going back to the brothel. They appreciate my surrender. They like me there. I've got a known bride now. That's I don't right. need I don't need this gig. Mail order bride. Mail order brothel bride. Okay. Oh, All right. that's so, hilarious. I believe where we left off was Dan's short syringe. Syringe, that's right. But a big... Blanges? Hmm. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, sounds good. And had a short... Bone saw. But a big... Chocolate-covered ants? Hmm, okay. Um, she came from a village named... Maggots. Dell. <laughs> Maggots Dell. That's, that's good. Hold Maggots on. Dell. That's that's part of the norm the norm brothels. Met that woman in Maggot's Dale. It's like for the half works. <laughs> that's right. You got it. Country the country song for Ma for half works. Going down Maggot's Dale. Um loved to eat raw intestines. And was a local hero who saved Glitter Boy. 
Glitter Boy. Glitter Boy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I like that. That's how you should visit at the brothel. <laughs> That's actually you pay extra for Glitter Boy. From raiding hordes of sentient... Glistening. One time, a warlock kidnapped her while she was on a mission to save the town... Foppish. Fortunately, she... Tongue. Are we on adverb? No. We've what... gotten totally messed up. Yes. Escaped. Oh, we should be on silly word. Escaped thanks to... Boppish, maybe? Her trusty noun. Tongue. With a thick mane. Should be one more to go. Oh, yes. Of course, being able to control... Saliva. With her mind made her daring escape that much easier. Well done. Well, That's all right. So I, I jumped lines. It's your fault with all that syringe business. You can't be thrown off. Yeah, it was... Well, you know, that's what makes this comedy good. When it, it, it's kind of, eh, but then you get these things that are just hilarious, hilarity, and tomfoolery. Well done, sir. Well, you know, the the I did not tell Jason to say Dan. He could have said me, mm-hmm. and I would have had the short syringe. That's true. The short sir, I could have drew the short syringe. So, well, oh. that's that's the part of being a public figure. You get to you get to do that. So now we're ready for. Trivia Pursuit, our next exciting thing. Ah, uh, that's right. So There's the box. So this is the Dungeons & Dragons Trivial Pursuit game. That's right. We are basically shills for the, our, for the Wizards of the Coast overlords, which weren't even around back in 1983. But, you know, they throw a bone to us old people by having random stuff that we care about. Well, we were running out of money, and we needed to. Right. Right, so we've agreed to do this for them. So this is the D&D Trivial Pursuit game. And the question we will ask is from the history, right? From That's the right. history. History sections. Of, of the... We're going to ask each other questions, and then you all can answer it. Okay. How many, how many did you take? I took one. Okay, we'll take, I'll take two. Got it. Well. Okay. Are you ready? Question uh, number one. Question number one. What set of house rules for D&D first circulated in 1976 was written... By one of the co-authors of RuneQuest. Oh. What set of house rules for D&D first circulated in 1976 was written by one of the co-authors of RuneQuest? I didn't even know these existed. There, were house, there was a set of house rules. I mean, obviously, you've got the brown. You've got original D&D is out at this point. Right. It's two years in. Right. We're one year away from, what, the Monster Manual? So... I did not realize there was house rules floating around. And, and this person was a co-author of RuneQuest? This is correct, sir. RuneQuest, was, that was written in what? By, not Games Workshop, the other, Chaosium, wasn't it? Right? I do not know. I believe it's Chaosium. Uh, I'll give you one. You, you won't get this one, but that's fine. Well, I figured we'd answer the questions, let people figure it out. Ruminate, got it. Yes. Who authored... The 1987 Manual of the Plains and assisted Ed Greenwood on the development of early Forgotten Realms products. I mean, is the initials JG? I don't know the answer. To that's that. well, that's my initials. Right? Is it James? Uh, James? Not giving that last name. Oh, I, I have no. Is it? Is it James Gross? Yes, right. Yes, James, James is Gross. The James Grubb. Uh, All right. So that's the question. That's there. That's, it is. That's a good one. Okay. Um. Question number three. Who designed the Druid class published in TSR's 1976 Eldritch Wizardry? That's right. We forgot that original D&D came out in separate so, books, of course. Right? right. It was like the, like the four books. They 
weren't all right at once, correct? So which original D and D? Who designed D and D? Correct, oh. didn't it? I thought they came in a box at the three. Yeah, you're right. Weren't they all together? And then the supplements came out. So okay. What was the question again? Who designed the Druid class published in TSR's 1976 Eldritch Wizardry? Yeah, that's the supplement. That came okay, out. right. There's three in them. There's three in them. Yes, there were three. There's three in the yeah. Three in the box. And then right. Men and monsters. Because treasure. deities. Because the Doom uh, Wars came out later, didn't it? Yes. Okay. I don't know who that is. But that's a good one. Okay, now I have one more for you. Which childhood friend of Gary Gygax, this is something that Vic will know, does the Greyhawk province of Keolin memorialize? How about that? Wow. You want to talk about some lore? Man. How does that make you feel? John Peterson wrote these, I think, yeah, didn't he? that's what he said. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's a good one, too. I don't like his test. <laughs> it's like the bar. It is. I mean... You're walking out of there. You're getting like just guessing. It's been multiple. At least it's multiple choice. I'm getting like a twenty-five percent. Right. I'm just bombing. Christmas tree. This. Yeah. If I right. walking out like that, test was well, horrible. Let's start with the first one again. Okay. The one that you did. Okay. So uh, question what, was: What set of house rules for D and D first circulated in 1976 was written by one of the co-authors of RuneQuest? Did we have any guesses that you recall? Steve Perrin, maybe. No. Wait. Who said that? Uh, Manion. He is correct. Oh, there you go. He's correct. Conventions. There the you go. That's right. The parent conventions. Name for Steve as well. Name for Steve. I never heard of the parent conventions. Yeah. Okay. And who's the other guy who wrote? I mean, I'm having a brain fart today. Who's the your head's on broth? The guy that Craig was it? Craig? What was the guy? The, oh, get the door, please. Is Jack one in? Yeah, Jack's got answers. Who is it? <laughs> Come here, baby. Hey, Jack. I got okay. the answers. Okay. What was question number two? Question, okay, so the who authorized the 1987 Manuals of Planes? You basically gave it away. Did I? That's Jeff, Jeff Grubb. Very okay. good, sir. That was good. That's pretty good, because 1987. That's right. I stopped caring. You definitely stopped caring. At that point. Okay. Right. Who designed the Druid class published in TSR's 1976 Eldritch Wizardry? Oh. When I hear it, I'll be like, oh, okay. I have no That idea. sounds familiar. Do we have any guesses? David something, maybe? Well, yeah, it's close. It's close-ish. Sustair? So yes. Who said that? It was a combination of Daniel Briggs and Stan. Dennis Sustair. Okay. Yep, S-U-S-T-A-R. De Dennis Sustair. There's a chariot of Sustair, which now makes sense. There it is. Sustair also co-authored the earlier role-playing game Bunnies and Burrows. Oh, I, I think I played Bunnies and Burrows. B&B. &B. Of course. I like Bunnies. Okay. That was, this is good stuff. Which childhood friend of Gary Gagax does the Greyhawk province of Kiel and memorialize? Mm. Think about it. Who is a friend of... Think of the name. It should be... As soon as you, as soon as you hear it, you'll be like, oh, yeah. Childhood friend? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I only know people he Tom knew. Tom Keogh. Okay. You didn't know who that was? No. No, I saw, it, it made sense after I read it. His childhood, his childhood drawing of a werewolf appears in the 1974 D&D &D booklets also. Hmm. How about them apples? Well, that was interesting. Apparently the 80s isn't D&D &D history. Well, it's good. We need the 80s for late 70s. Well, the problem is, with the, this is, it's either really old or then they asked for 2010. Which <laughs> we don't want 2010. Well, very good. I mean, we've got, this could be just the show. We answer, ask all the questions. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. This way we don't have to do, we can look dumbfounded. Kind of like when we read the rules, we get dumbfounded. Well, very good, sir. Thank you. Uh, people got some of them. They did. Well, we have a very... Greg Stafford. That's what I was, not Craig Stafford. Greg Stafford. Thank you. Oh. That's right. And RuinQuest was Chaosium. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I knew it was Chaosium. It wasn't Games Workshop. See, I get them conflated because I was not a RuinQuest guy. I wasn't either. Uh, I did some role master, but very rare. And really, it was Middle Earth that was the only game I really took a swag at. Same here. And uh, icy. Ice. Uh, the ice one. That's right. Iron, Iron Crown Enterprise. Enterprises. Mm -hmm. But that was, you know, those were all just hors d'oeuvres for the main course, which was D and D. Indeed. Everything, whether it was Traveler, whether it was all the other stuff, it was just like, yeah, let's try this. We'd play it for a few set, couple of sessions, like. All right, let's go back to what we know. So, not to say any of those are bad. It's just that's what, uh, so we don't have the lore there. All right, very good. Now, we are back. We've been waiting for a long time for Random Encounter. Okay, this is the segment of the show where we randomly roll a monster. We discuss it, and then we have it fight the reigning champ, who is still, apparently, apparently, the, uh, Kelly. Kelly the Succubus. Or Spring Bray. Well, it's not, come on. This is it. This is the last that Spring Bake's over. This is, she's say. on number four. This is be the fifth. If she either wins, she gets retired, she has to go back, or she, well, she gets killed then. Right. Spring Break's over. Spring, no matter what, Spring, this spring Break is over. Orcus is like, yeah, so she's been going around in different, because places have Spring Break at different times. Right. So she's been basically hopping from Spring Break location to Spring Break. Yeah, location. but now it's almost summer. It's, you know, it's, semesters are over. Everything's done. You, People are... Saying, have a good summer. They're cleaning out their lockers. Right. She's still trying to party like it's spring break. Right. Sign the, uh, sign the yearbook. <laughs> That's right. The demonic yearbook. It's great knowing you, Kelly. <laughs> That's right. Most likely. But she's had a great spring break. She, uh, unfortunately, JJ, her little friend, quote unquote, was killed. Uh, the nightmare that tried to bring her back was just annihilated by Orcus, very upset. So we are now, we need to figure out the, the last... Uh, opponent for her. Does she still have a tween? She does. Okay. So she's traveling with traveling with tween. But not with JJ anymore. But not with JJ. JJ the red? <laughs> JJ the poor, uncomely, uh, ugly friend of the attractive uh, sure. demon. Right. Oh. Uh, hey, Gally. That's right. <laughs> Can I go with you? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. We will be rolling to see if the monster comes from the fiend folio. Or the Monster Manual 2, using our ori the original, original. Right. Angry Monk Dice. Bean Folio. Yes, while the, while the uh, commercially available Angry Monk Dice are at Smoldering Dung Games. That's Smoldering Dung Games. Uh, Kelly's a, got fans, by the way. At a mall near you. Okay. At a, mall, at a B. Dalton's near you. All right. Roll a D10, sir. D10. Nine. Oh, oh no. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. That's oh, where we, that would make sense. Oh, where we got, uh, is it, is it? No, we are no. I know you thought we might be in the asteroid. We are not. Oh. We are in tropical and near tropical conditions, but that makes sense That's too. That's right. She's down at spring break. Right. She's in like Rio. <laughs> She's, well, she was in the unknown realms. We were supposed to, we have to roll. Oh, that's true. All right. Hold on. We got the map right here. Okay. Oh, I can show you. You, you can. I'm sorry. I just. You're very animated today. He's he's taking some time off and 
There it is. Look at there, that. Look at that. Yeah. There it is. The map. Ooh. Yeah. And now weather system is coming through here. If you're if you're on the south part of the Grog Talk, you're going to expect showers late afternoon. Well, the north is going to get slight flurries. But right here in the center of the the hell pit known as the swampland of pretentious people, sweltering day here. It is, and and. We are ready for the roll. So, okay, go ahead and roll. We're going to roll percentages because we don't want to figure out the other thing. 15. So, 15 is right here. It's the land. Basically, oh, but let's look in the Boomtown. Yeah. Boomtown Waterway the area. Boomtown Waterway, yep. Isn't that a song? Boomtown? Boomtown Rats was a band, I We're think. in the Boomtown Waterway. Can you tell us? About the, oh, where's your, yes, can you tell us about the Boomtown no, Waterway? No, let's see, 15 is unexplored and unnamed, sorry. Oh, okay, but it's close to the Boom, all right. Yeah, we can talk about the Boomtown Waterway, 20, hold on. We're close to the Boomtown Waterway. Not near the Gnome Realms. All right, the, uh, the Master's Amazing Eminence Marquis, Amazon Slayer of Sukwana Valley is in charge. All along the southern branch of the Jackways River, human outposts take advantage of the fertile bottomlands, growing crops, raising livestock, and then sending them downstream to the port city, Misty Harbor. North of the River Valley lies the Great Greenwood, dark woods where it's said many foul beasts live. Misty Harbor is in, is in stark contrast to the villages and hamlets that dot the river path. It's a large, bustling city, a major harbor for vessels to deliver and transport goods. Here you find any number of demi-humans looking to make coin. Given the commerce and amount of gold changing hands, the city is burdened with two competing thieves' guilds. There you go. Okay. Very, uh, very explanatory. That's right. Okay. So let's do it. All right. So uh, we're, but the, you're in the tropical part of this area. So I need to roll percentages? or I need No, to, I need you to roll. What kind of terrain? Yes. Go, or give me a D10, please. Two. We are in the scrub. We're in the scrub. We're ended in the scrub. That's right. Scrub of the subtropical thing. Okay. What do you think? Percentile dice, sir. 38. Hyena. Ooh. I don't yeah. think we've had a hyena. We have, have not we? had a hyena. Okay. So that makes that makes sense. It's not it's a shame for the it's a shame for Mr. Mr. Man, but he will have to he will have to figure it out. Where, so where are we looking in for hyena there, Dan? Well I assumed I was gonna go to the mustard man. You would be correct. Oh uh, yeah, okay. So it is an original. Oh. Now you know there's a hyena and there's the hyena a hyena. Oh, giant hyena. Is it the hyena? Dog? Okay, I love this entry. It's three sentences. This is your, that's why I was very happy when you picked it. Yes. Okay, don't look. Oh. How frequent are hyenas? I'm going to say they're probably common. They are. They're... they're like hill giants and orcs. That's right. And centip giant centipedes. And werewolves. Yes, they're all over the place. They're just crawling. <laughs> so, how many appear? I don't know. To, uh, one to ten. Two to twelve, close. Oh, okay. AC? Seven? Correct. Move? Fifteen? Twelve inches. Uh, no. A little slower. I would have thought fifteen, too. Yeah. Hit dice. Two? Three. Wow. That's crazy. Wow, they're like tanks. They are. It's more than a hobgoblin. Is that more, that's more than a hobgoblin, right? That is close to a bugbear. That's ridiculous. Okay. How often are they in their lair? Mm, zero. That's right. Nil. Treasure. Give me some treasure. Hyena. None. Exactly. They suck. They do. Number of attacks? Let's say one. Correct. Damage? Two days? That's right. I guess so they're just biting. Bite you. They're not claw claw bite. Yeah. They could, but one, so what they're saying is one hyena will most, will most likely murder a, a normal man. 
Yes. Easily. Oh, definitely take a baby. Baby? <laughs> take a, you mean a first level magic user? Yes. <laughs> yes. A baby could beat a first level okay, magic AC, user. Okay, let, let's give, again, back to the magic user has a 15 dex. They need a seven to hit. Yeah. This is... Why are they not running through the towns and just murdering people? That's what I say. Yeah. Well, because, well, what's their intelligence? This is the problem. Uh, I, apparently not great. It's animal. Okay, they are neutral. They're sized medium. Hyenas are pack animals dwelling on warm plains. They are hunter scavengers with very strong jaws and aggressive if hungry. Hyenodons are simply huge prehistoric hyenas. So that's it about hyenas. And that's where the, the gnolls have hyenodons a lot of times. They're, they have oh. hyenas and hyenas. So go to gnoll. Since oh. so we're all about segueing here. Because hyenodons are amazing. I'll use them with gnolls a lot. And people get angry because they're five hit dice death beasts. Oh. So, and that was on what page of the page? Page 54. Page 54. So if we go to page 46 of the Monster Manual. Yes. You'll notice that... Uh, the third paragraph, gnolls are subterranean 85% of the time, blah, 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 blah. In this case, in their lair where gnolls are found above ground, they are quite likely 65% to have 4 to 16 hyenas or 2 to 12 hyenodon. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's horrible. So as usual, the, the pet is more dangerous than the, than the actual guys you fight. And they're enormous. You think Jack is a handful. Right. Jack's a vicious killer. Can you imagine having a hyena? Is he sleeping with you? Like you're in bed? The hyena died. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Three hyena died night. It's cold. I'm sure it's cold on the... Well, some... I'm sure it's cold certain places. No, I'm not playing with you. The hyena's never going to beat Kelly. No. There's no way. No, it's a hyena, first of all. It's not even a hyena done. It's a hyena. Yes. Yeah, no. This is like Mike Tyson versus... This is, this is, this is like... Look, this is like poor... This is the hyena. Look at him. You're going to be slaughtered by... Well, maybe she'll charm you. Or is she there, can't charm him. Is there any chance? No. Because can't hit. Where do you need to hit it? Yeah. Well, I think a she's got a great armor class, but I think she can only be hit by plus one weapons, and he's only three hit dice. Okay. That's so it's it. a very sad, sad day. But okay. we we have to adjudicate it. All right. We don't make the rules up. The rules make. You know, we have to follow the rules no matter what. Who is the hyena and who is? You are always the hyena. So I'm the hyena. I'm always the hyena. That's You're true. always the challenge. I'm I am the. I am. So I'm Kelly. Okay. So I'm bopping through the. Thing, going to my next exciting... Hey, what you got in your mouth? You're sunbathing. What are you chewing on? Don't chew on that. Oh, it's okay. Okay. He's sun, sunbathing. Right. So she's sunbathing. Mm -hmm. Oh. That's right. The, All right, let's find out. Room. Sunbathing, I need to know. Yes, yeah, sir. the answer. Don't ask the question. We know what it is. Okay. It's a yes, the next oh, Of course she is. Yes. Of course she's sunbathing. Well, and she's sunbathing, like, you know, in the south of France. Kind oh, of yeah, deal. With, yeah, no clothes, of course. Absolutely. Well, I'm not complete. That's Topless, not a nudist not colony. Why does she care about it? Is she all right? So, so there she She's is. got one week. She's got a few days left before she has to go back. So. Okay, wait. You shouldn't, if you're, if you're relaxed, if, if it's a yes exclamation point, which means that you are, this means you're probably asleep. Right. You right? Want, oh, you're trying to say that uh, you're going to try to get surprised? Well, that's training. what I think. It okay. said yes exclamation point in the Angry Monk dice, which means that right. you're, you're totally enjoying your final day. Okay, so is it true that the, that the succubus can only be hit with a plus one? All right. So you prefer to act alone, so you are alone. Yeah. So Special defense. Plus one or better weapon to hit, which means that I would have to have how many hit dice? Four plus one hit dice. And why do I know this? Because it's in the DMG. 
for those who are saying, where do they get these random things from? Well, welcome to first edition. So for those, we, we always like to go back because we have evergreen listeners here. There is, when it says creatures can only be struck by magical weapons, um, that's usually bad. Unless the, uh, unless you have a magical weapon, which is better than that, or if you're hit dice, which is on page 75. Creatures struck only by magic weapons, despite special defense to protect certain creatures from attacks by non-magic weapons, these monsters can be effectively hit by attackers as follows. Defender has plus one or better. Attacker must have the following. Hit dice plus one or better, or hit dice of four plus one. This does not apply to characters of any sort. You could be a 25th level cleric. If you do not have a plus one weapon, so sad, too bad. But if I was a hyena and had a hyena if I did, if I was a hyena don, I could. That's correct. And I can also open any door in a dungeon. Right, and you could open up any dungeon. So just okay. let just remember that. All right, so I'm gonna try. All right, so I'm I'm very hungry. Am I hungry? Well, yes, but I don't know what that means. But I'm I'm not sure. I, you know, you're a good food. But we're right. gonna try it out. Right. I'm gonna go up there for a little. Right. A little nip. A little, a little snacky snack. Okay. okay. All right. Well, so uh, you can make your attack roll. I'm gonna let's say you have a surprise attack. Well, do you want to roll for surprise, or you want to? Oh, okay. Do you have an increased chance? Well, I don't okay, know. Okay, so uh, one in four. I'm surprised. For a round, all right, for one round, you're the one. One segment. One segment, I know. Okay. So, all right, I'm attacking. Go ahead. What's, what's, uh, what, what are you, three hit dice? I'm three hit dice. Then, she is armor class zero. I'll even give you a plus two because she's prone, or plus four because she's prone. So AC four. Oh, that's true. That's true. You are prone. That's right. Can I get automatic death blow? <laughs> No. Can I use the assassin table? Yeah, um, possibly. But it's not, not going to do anything anyway. Well, that's true. Okay. Uh, first, see if you hit. Okay. Nine. You miss. How do I? Oh. How do you miss? You're yeah. You need a twelve because I'm AC four. Wait, but you're prone. Okay, it was prone only plus two. Plus four, I gave you. Oh, so I was thirteen. And what did I need? You needed. Oh, you rolled a nine. Oh, I'm sorry. Na roll nine. Natural nine. You rolled a nine. Roll okay. a nine. Yes, then you... No, I'm sorry. You, you would normally... Her normal armor class is zero. So you'd normally need a 16. Okay. So I gave you plus four. You need a 12. Okay. I missed. You still missed. You, I'm not... Wait. Can I roll to see if you woke up? Sure. You don't even know what's going on. You got your headphones on. Correct. Your that's Walkman. That's right. My Walkman. Midnight Runner. That's right. On loop. Right. That, the batteries run out. Right. Right. Oh, I said Dixie's. Wait. Dexies. Dexies. Dexie's Midnight Runner. Right. Runners. You wake up. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Yes, exclamation point. Did not like that love. I drooled on you. <laughs> Did not like that love nip. <laughs> nope. Is that you, JJ? I told you, JJ. Right. JJ's dead. He died last time. All right. So you, nightmare. so you... Uh, all right. So you roll out. You, all right. Well, I'm not playing. So You're you. initiative. What are you doing? Okay. We're declaring action. Yes. Do uh, I care? Kind of annoying that you... Uh, Bothered me. Uh, okay. I may just, I may just fly away. I mean, what am I going to do? Attack a hyena? I'll attack you once. See if you run away. You should subdue me. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, but if I hit you, I think I drain you. So we'll see. <laughs> Why don't you pummel me? Punch me. <laughs> okay, I'll punch you. <laughs> I like it. Leave me alone. Just punch me the snout like a shark. Oh, I'm not going to kiss you because that won't, that'll be the drain of energy. But I'll punch you. Yeah. I'll punch okay, you wait. Twice. I got to clear my action. Yeah. I'm putting my tail between my legs. Okay. I'll have to give <laughs> you know what dogs do when That's they. That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
I put I attacked you and nothing. Oh, that's right. Oh. Alright. I got no, I'm gonna take it. so I, I'm going to take another attack. I'm attacking. Because I wouldn't know. I'm gonna right. tell you. Two. I rolled a two for my initiative. Two. Simultaneous. Alright, All right, well let me attack you first, because we might as well get this over with. Yeah, you know, now, I'm, now I'm now I'm technically still prone. So you hit. Oh I hit. That's right. Alright, so do your damage, two to eight. Can you imagine a critical hit on you in your position? Right. Right? Okay. Two to eight. But That's... none of this matters. No, it doesn't matter. It sucks to be you. Ah, oh, it would have been seven. That seven, but that would kill a normal woman. I'm right. very confused. Yes, you're very confused because she's looking at you like, "What are you doing?" As Wait, if you know what animal intelligence is? One. Yes. You have no idea. Hang on, now I may. See if I roll a one. Mm -hmm. See if I have an idea. You Nineteen. Have, you have no idea. You're like, ah, this will work. It's good. It's right. Suntan lotion. It's like suntan lotion. Is this? Uh, is this? Uh... I'm sure it's. I'm sure she lo she bathes with. She takes the fat of human sacrifices and puts it on her body. That's what it was. Yeah, she doesn't use oil. That's right. I'm like, she's like delicious. She's she takes. She took JJ's flesh off and cooked it down and rubbed it on her body. So you should go retail with that. So, <laughs> so basically, I'm licking you now. Yes. For my concern, you are. Ice is done. Ew! That's so lucky. Ew! I'm like delicious. Like, get away from me! You, oh, you gross! Taste like chicken. It tastes like human flesh. Delicious. Human fat back. Like a giant. Don't kill me! I'm just licking you. Come on. Six. Did I hit with a six? You're, I wait, did. aren't you? You're, pummel, you're pummeling. Are you? Wait, what were you doing? I'm. I'm hitting you to subdue. Right, that's a pum is that's pummel, right? Oh, you want me to pummel you? I okay. thought you're pummeling. All right, I like pummeling. Oh, oh, I thought that's what you were like. Oh, I got you. I got you. Just, I, I didn't get that. I apologize. Now I thought I... you're just punching me in the snout. Okay, I was just going to punch you the normal to subdue. Punching to subdue is versus I'm. You want me to pummel you? I well, you. now you do whatever you want to no, do. No, no, Callie. no. I'm going to pummel. That's right. This is all about learning. Get away from me, you mangy dog. Nothing like making this this segment even longer than it needs to be. I'm 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 good with that. What Patreon? Page 72. Is there anything preventing you from pummeling a hyena? No. Pummel the hyena. Pummel that. That was a great album, too. Yes. All right. Back in the early 80s. That does sound like it. All right. Now we got to figure out stuff. So I'm, you're going to attack while I'm going to pummel. You missed, so I can attack. I licked. You licked. Well, I, didn't I hit? I hit, but I'm licking. Oh, you hit. 19. Well, so, well now we're going to have to back up. It was simultaneous. Uh-oh. It was simultaneous. Um... The I declared pummeling. I did not declare attacking normally based on our conversation, which means you are still attacking. So opponents with weapons used normally. The, uh, so then the question is, does this thing apply? Because typically, if an opponent of a grappling pummeling overbearer has a weapon, the opponent will always strike first unless the attacker has surprised. I don't think this is a, I don't think it's a weapon. Okay. Well, right. Uh, would you say my jaws? I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call it a weapon. Call it a weapon. I'm looking in the glossary of the DMG, but I wouldn't. There's nothing under weapon. I wouldn't call that a weapon. If you look up weapons, this is the question now: is Is this a weapon? Right. Is your is your chomping a weapon? Twenty eight talks about weapons in the DMG. Bold is DMG, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So twenty eight weapons. Weapons. If you have a weapon type, I mean. Doesn't the player's handbook have a list of weapons? It does. And I don't but, think... But the question then is, how do you adjudicate 
someone who wants to pummel versus a monster who's using their natural attacks. It's high, it would be higher decks then, wouldn't it? Uh, there's so an order, isn't there? There's an order. There is. So you're, not, so you're saying this rule doesn't apply? Well, it depends on your definition of weapon. No, I, I mean, I get it, because in the DMG yeah. it says by weapon type, so it's clearly not a weapon. Because page 38 of the player's handbook has a list of weapons. Yeah, okay. And there is no... The literal, it's, if we're using it literally, which I'm a big fan of, then that rule doesn't apply. So then we have to go back to pummeling who goes first. Is applied by surprise, charging attack, higher dexterity. So who do you think has the higher dexterity? We have no idea. Well, so we just, how would you play? We just roll three dot, right? Right. So I have a... I have a 12 dexterity. That's pretty good. Well, I am a Six, hyena. Two. Uh, okay, so then you go first. You went first. Well, that makes sense. You're just waking up. Yeah, so you attack, so now I go. I licked you. I was trying to give you a favor of trying to potentially prevent my attack, but... I licked you. Okay. Okay, so now you're pummeling me. Yes, and now I'm going to pummel you. So after you, now I have to figure out... Now I have to figure out your attack and defense bonus. Your defense bonus... Roll a d4. Ridiculous. One. Uh, you have, let's see, your chart. We're getting so good at this, we know all these things. You do. Uh, you, it's like the bar exam. Got to memorize it. You are third. You are, oh, you're fifth. So you're, what'd you roll? Two? One. One. So your defense bonus is six, which you can use either use to attack, to reduce the attack, or reduce the uh, defense Got of it. me. Or the chance of me doing damage to you. Mine is a seven plus, ooh, 13, my attack bonus. So what we're doing, folks, is when you start unarmed combat, the first thing you have to figure out on page 72 is variable, ap variable applicable to all pummeling, grappling, and overbearing, which is at the top left of page 72. You have to figure out the column that you're normally attacking and then give a D6 if it's an attack uh, bonus or D4. So the hyena has a defense of six. My attack bonus is 13. Now, so those are the variables. Those are the variables, correct. And you went first. We said you had the higher decks. You attack normally. You missed. You hit, but it didn't do anything. Since we're not using the rule of opponents with, that attack normally, then I can still attack, which is why that was important. Can I still use my variable? You can now. Okay. Now you can use it either to try to prevent me from hitting you or... Um, to reduce what I'm going to do to you. So right. now I have to figure out your, you, your AC value. You're AC 7, so I have a 70% chance to hit. Dexterity performance. I'm just going to say average of 13 for everything. So 83. Uh, 83 and 0. You're not stored. You're not helpless. You're not, base movement's not over 12. So you have an 83, I have an 83% chance to hit. Okay. But roughly. So let's just see if you hit. Right. And I'm not going to use my bonus to hit. I'm going to use my... So 76% chance. I missed the first attack. Yes. Now let's see the second attack. I hit. Because I get two pummeling attacks. Now I'm going to use my bonus to do more damage. So attacker strength, we'll say is 13. That's 14 points. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Nope. You're not wearing any armor. So I get a... 14 plus 14 plus uh, my plus 13 uh, attack bonus. So 20, I get 27% added to this. 97. Uh oh, oh no. Crushing blow. Opponent is stunned. So you take 10 plus my strength bonus. You're taking 10 points of damage. 
Oh my, how many? I have three hit points. You have three, three hit, hit dice. dice. So roll your hit points. I rolled a two, a seven, so we're at nine. You have 16, so you're down to six. You're down to six hit points of that. You took 10 of that. Let's see, what's, what's the percentage of this? 25 is real. So you've taken 10, seven of it is real. Seven of it is fake. Two of it is, three of it's real. And I'm stunned. Right. So basically, I just see this image of stars right. go circling my head. I Basically, you came over to me and I went, bad dog. <laughs> I slapped you. Like the, the orcus slap. I gave you the orcus bitch slap. Yeah, you learned it from orcus. That's right. <laughs> wow. Right. Okay, I'll just. So now you're stunned. Well, guess what? Uh, now we get to, the good news is you're not automatically hit. So that's, that's a good news. So now we're back to uh, the beginning, and back to the top round. Now we do initiative. Right. I'm oh no, doing decks. So you you go you go first, but you're stunned. I de- yeah. Let's declare action. Okay. I declare I'm stunned. Yes, you're stunned. Which you're not helpless. Oh. You're just jacked up. Well, what is stunned? What is that? Yeah. What what actions can you do when stunned? Okay. Let's in general. Let's go look at that. It tells us. It somewhere it tells us. Uh, who knows? I believe you get uh, minuses to hit. Uh, and if you're stunned, blah, blah, blah. Hold on. Let's go look for it again. Well, you, if you're stunned, you get, I get plus 20 to hit you, percent, and uh, plus 20 on my to hit damage. But we can look it up, stunned. I did not see stunned in the, the glossary. In, 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 well, I didn't see it in the index. All right. That's good. Uh, okay. But but so as far as I know, you can. I still think you can do something. You're just jacked up. You you're you're now at a minus. Now there's stun per the monk. Is wait is there a, a spell that stuns? Well, there's the monk stun. Go look oh, at the player's hammer. Monk stun. Okay. I don't know if it's the same. That's why we're gonna look it up. We are going down a rabbit hole. Well, I am stunned. We have to go down this hole, don't we? Yes. What happens when one is stunned? I'm just trying. Well, I know it's a negative. It's a question of can you do anything beyond that. So go to the monk. I'm at the monk. I'm at page 30 of the player's handbook. Okay. As far as I've gotten. Ah, very good. So in the on page 30 in the middle, it says open hand combat damage. An opponent is stunned if by a monk for one to six melee rounds if the score is blah, blah, blah. So what does stun do? But look, stun is italicized. Is there a spell? That sounds like it's incorporating the spell, right? It's italicized, stun. Yes, or even kill. Is that italicized too? No, just no but doesn't stun, doesn't italics, italics usually mean it's referencing the same effects as the spell? Maybe. That sounds about right. Was that sounds like a magic user spell? A magic user spell? Mm, there is a there is a thing of stunning, power word stun. Oh, it's just power. Oh, power words. Yeah, power word stun. Right. What do you think? I'd go with it. I mean, because the power word is just has the effect of stun. It doesn't. Right. All right, where's power? so what's power word stun? What, whose spell is Magic it? Magic user. And what? Seventh level, I think. Oh, my. That should be power word kill. 
That's you are right. Seventh level. Oh, this does not sound good for me, does it? No. All right, I'm going to Power Word. Done. I'm on page 88 of the Player's Handbook. When a Power Word stun is uttered, any creature the magic of choice will be stunned, reeling and unable to think coherently or act. Okay. So I'm unable to think coherently. It says or act. I don't think it's coherent. It's think coherently or act at all. Sounds like I'm unable to act. I can't act. Okay. I'm just stunned. I can't even. It literally means that. I can't even retreat. I think that's the correct answer since it's in italics. I'm going. I like it. And that's what the monk would do too then. Right. Just, you're, you're, well, then you, well, then you're just game over then basically. Yeah. Where's, where's the combat? Where's the stuff about the additions, right? Like if you're stunned, if you're prone, isn't there oh, a bunch? Oh, yeah, that's of... right. That's uh, a few pages back from the weaponless combat. That's bad news. All right. Yes. Where? What's yes? You Stunned. Think? Where? Where are you Treat at? Treat all opponents. Oh, page 70. Okay, thank you. Where are you at? Special types of attacks. Stunned, yes. prone, or motionless. Treat all stun such opponents as if being attacked from rear, but in this case, the hit bonus is plus four. Okay, so I can't act, and you would do, yeah, so you would do a plus four. Okay. All right. I have it. Jason put in 73 under grappling. If the opponent is stunned, a second attack may immediately be made, and the stun opponent cannot counter for one round. Yeah, so you're stunned. You basically can't do I can attack one more time. Okay, so for one round. I can attack you again. Okay. So wait. I'm going to attack you again. And at plus, so now I get, it's 70, your stun is plus 20. Is not, do you want to use your bonus to pre prevent this from being I don't, hit? Can I do that? Why not? I'm stunned. It doesn't say you it doesn't say anything about whether you're what six area it is. You don't think the bonus is like me just oh, making The decisions? only time it says unconscious parties gain no such variable. Oh, I'm not unconscious. You're not unconscious. Well, yeah, I'll take a minus on the Minus hit. six. Yeah. Okay, short of the hip. Well, let me roll because it may not matter. Back to the thing of roll the dice and then try to figure it out if it's even close. It's not close. 48. I hit you. Hmm. Now we do the damage. Right. Now I'm going to apply my damages. Let's see what we get. Oh, 12. This does matter now. So 12, you're stunned. That's plus 30. 42 plus I'm adding my 16 is 58. 58 and 13 is 61. So I did 61. I did another six points of damage on you. So you're knocked out. Now. But not dead. No, yeah, you're not dead, but you're knocked out. So you just were basically like... <laughs> <laughs> right. I just, you came over, you started licking me, and I went, blah. Okay. All right. Yes, that's, and Lloyd is correct. There is no stun condition like it used to be. Stunned is kind of a lower level. But basically, you're jacked up. Um, well, now I'm unconscious. Now, you, now you're knocked out. We know what that means. That's right. Um, unconscious. Okay. Now you're knocked out. So what are you going to do with me? I, I, I think I'm going to make a reaction roll. I, oh, yeah. I, I may have, uh, I may like the fact that you're, I, I may have enjoyed the, the flesh being licked Oh, up. you're going to take me home? It's like your pet. Yeah. 21. That's not a good reaction. Oh, that's not. Bad reaction. I'm not coming home. <laughs> Who cries for the children? Oh. Immediate action. You're dead. Okay. i probably just rip your head off. Right. Okay. That's bloody. i probably just... Yeah. Or I'd, or I'd just leave. Then you put me in a, a trash can. <laughs> you want a litter. I don't want a litter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> leave the beach like you found it, James. That's right. 
He finds a syringe. High in a barbecue. Ooh, that sounds good too. So is that uh, Dan's syringe? <laughs> I guess someone needs to clean up this beach. Uh, so hyena, no attack, licked, and was licked. Oh, what a shame. Right. Kelly's the champion. She gets her her phone is blowing up. Kelly, you get back right this moment. I can't believe I can't believe you got a hyena as number five. That's right. That's right. All right. She's yeah. retired. Congratulations to congratulations to Kelly. She is now. She's going to the to the tournament of champions. Two hours later, like a guy comes walking on the beach. He's like, Sparky, Sparky. The knoll. Yeah, the yeah. No, the knoll is. Oh come. my god! <laughs> I don't. Who did this? Right, give her the belt. She's well. She's part of the hall of champions. That's right. We do. I guess we need to set up the tournament of champions one day. We do. Like the summer reruns. That's typically when they do the tournament mm-hmm. of champ. Tournament of champions. Oh well, yeah, we could have like on ESPN, like classic. Instant, you know, classic games. <laughs> That's right. You know? Uh, Succubi versus the Diva. That would be a good fight. All right. Kelly. Or, didn't the, did the Lich make it all the way through? I'm trying to remember who's Lichy woman? I remember her going underwater. Did she run into trouble? Or did she dive yeah, into the water? I so. Lichy woman. I feel like she survived, too. Okay. I don't, I'm going to have to go through and figure out the champions. Well, actually, why don't someone else do that? Because you know me. All right. The women seem to be doing quite well. Yes, the women right? do very well here in this game. Uh, well, the uh, even Scarlet uh, Rose survived. She almost made it out of the tournament. Yeah, that was hard to believe she lost. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Red Dragon. Red, ancient Red Dragon. All right, we're ready for Sage Advice now. Okay. This is a segment of the show where one of us reads questions from Dragon Magazine's Sage Advice column to the other to see if the other can be sagacious. Which I would love to be sagacious. I'm going to have to be the sagacious one now. But it's very unlikely. That's right. I will be asking the questions. And James, as you pointed out in prior episodes, the number of Sage Advice questions are starting to diminish, ones that we haven't already done. Right. So what I've done is I've gone to April 1983, 30 years ago. 40. 40 years ago. (laughs) Math is hard. 40 years ago. Imagine Magazine. Oh, excellent choice. UK's. Uh, TSR's UK version of Dragon Magazine had uh, yet had uh, dis- they had dispel confusion as well. Yeah. their version. And so these are coming from Imagine Magazine, 1983. It was it was issue number one. Ooh, interesting. Issue number one. Okay. Might have missed out. Okay. So right. this may have a British flair to it. We will find out. Okay. Question number one. Okay. What does TSR stand for? Is that really the question? Yes, it is. Tactical Studies Review. Uh, very close. Uh, okay, well, Tactical Strategic Review? Okay, just give up because you're going to be wrong in any event. You're wrong. Wow. At present, nothing. This is a hangover from the days when the company used to be called Tactical Studies Rules. Oh, rules, not review. And so this is interesting. So it was, it, it didn't stand for anything at that point. So you could have initials, but that, if your name is TSR, that's just your name. Right. So it wasn't, it wasn't shorthand for their actual name. Right. It's now just that. Right. And what I think is also. It's like IBM is IBM, even though it meant International Business Institute, if I remember. There you go. Or 3M. Right. So if you looked up icing online to their like certificate of corporation, it would say IBM. Right. So what's interesting, though, is before the internet, 
you actually have to write. I mean, it makes sense. You'd have to write in to ask this question. It wasn't accessible like it is now. Right. You know, you would have no idea. Okay. So, uh, so far you're off to a little bit of rush start, but that's okay. Well, yes. Okay. Question number two. When is the D&D companion set going to be published? Basic slash expert. Uh, this, uh, early 1984. Uh, you are incorrect. The D&D companion set detailing character progress above, oh, what level? Yeah. Compect me. So up to 24th? Above, well, above the 14th level. Okay. Oh, yes. Because the expert ends at 13, above 14. Is currently undergoing development in America. Yes. I mean, that's a problem. Then, understandably, since it's being done in America at present, we do not have a reliable release date. So, so far, these have been the answers. What does TSR stand for? At present, nothing. Um, when is the D&D companion set coming out? We have no idea. It's being done in America. Yeah, what are you here for? You're right. These are kind of British answers. <laughs> this is very anti-American. I'm upset, James. This is very anti-American. Are we that bad? I just want to know when this was set, actually. came out. Oh, yeah. When did it come out? You're looking into the future. The crystal ball. Yes. 1984, by the way, is when I said it. Oh, yeah, and I'm not, saying you're, I'm not saying your prediction wasn't right. It's just your answer was wrong, if that makes in, sense. In the context of the question. Correct, because you can't see the future. You were just predicting. No one was going to. Well, is that the difference in the BX companion? I guess maybe that's what he was talking about. It says companion or the companion rules. The question says, when is the D&D companion set? That's all I can tell you. Okay. I know nothing of that these. That may be different than. Menion saying that's the BX companion. That may be something different. Interesting. Yeah, it says, and then in parentheses says basic slash expert. Yes. So that is a different thing. That was never released. Oh, really? That's what Menion said. Oh, my. Wow. Well, they weren't kidding at, when they didn't have reliable date. At that point, yeah. So BX, so that's Moldvay Cook, the blue and like we've shown many times here because I always like to show that I have the originals. I don't have the boxes anymore, which is depressing. But Moldvay, Cook, these are the first two. Then there was apparently what this is, is some companion, because this could only take you up to the whatever level this is, 11th level, 13th level, forgot what this can go up to. So there was no way to go past this, 14th level. They're like, so when is this version of this going to come out? It never came out. What came out was then Menser came out, and then oh. Menser took, did this, did this, and then came out with companion, masters, and eventually immortal. Oh, so there's no, but the Menser started at level, it was comprehensive. I mean, no, it started went back to one. It went back to one, correct. So there's never, so those are the only two for yeah, that one? That's right. So the Beckme is the Menser? That's right. BX is Moldvay Cook. Menser is Beckme, all of them. Oh, the first is B, and the second one is X. E, yeah. Oh, e. I'm sorry, well, whatever. They call it expert, yes. Right. So that was it. That's all um, for Moldvay Cook that came out. But right. never happened. That's what never happened. That's what they're saying. That's very interesting. Okay. We probably were told why when we interviewed uh, uh, Zeb Cook. We, could, we probably could have. Okay. All right. But the point of it is, is that's, that's why a lot of people started with the red box as opposed to, this is more like the purple box. We call it the red box, but this is not the same thing. Why do you need to go above 14th level? I, I don't know. Exactly. 
uh, in basic, uh, what is the chance of detecting someone who is invisible? Both basic and advanced answers, please. What was say that again? What is the chance of detecting someone who is invisible? Well, I only have the advanced. It's advanced uh, rules. Advanced rules. Uh, oh no, I have basic rules answers here too. All right. Well, for advanced, do you have detect invisibility? Uh, I'm assuming no. No, the answer is uh, you, you no. Have, you're just basic chance of detecting them. Your chance is you have to be a high hit dice and and high intelligence to even have a chance. It's very and if you don't have an intelligence of I don't know thirteen and it's hit dice of seven, you have no chance of detecting them. Okay. So the answer is in basic D and D rule. I didn't say basic. Basic. Yeah. Uh, is there a rule for that? Basic says I don't know. Okay, I'm going to read the question again. It's not for you. I'm going to read the question again. I'm going to give you the answer they provide for basic. And you tell me if it's a non sequitur, okay? Question, what is the chance of detecting someone who is invisible? Answer, in the basic D&D rules, an invisible person is simply invisible until they attack. Does that answer the question? No. <laughs> That's a different answer. Right. Not even part of it. They didn't. <laughs> it's issue one. They didn't ask. They didn't ask how long am I invisible or what, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. I guess they're sort of saying that they're invisible and you can't detect them. I don't. But that, that, <laughs> sort of. Not really. That was really generous of you. Right. Thank okay. you. Okay. The day you did the answer, uh, the percentage chance of detecting someone who is invisible is given on page 60. Right. Of the DMG. And I can't remember what the base is. There is a base, right? So even if you're not trying to find them, right? It's just like, hey. Yes. Or I don't know. But you have to have a high enough. So go to their page 60. I can't be a hyena is what you're saying? Correct. If it's exposure to it. So it says, finally, we have the consideration of the ability to detect invisible creatures even though they're not actually seen. This is explainable as the observer's ability to notice Minus disturbance, minor disturbance in the air, shimmering haze, keen hearing, smell, blah, blah, blah. The table below gives the probabilities detection for of invisibility according to level hit dice. So if you have seven hit dice and a 17 intelligence, you have a 5% chance. Oh, so yeah. So in other words, break out at the table. So yeah. in really to have a legitimate chance, let's say 25%. You need to be 10 hit dice and above average intelligence. So basically what you're saying is, so let's say we're rolling up characters. Right, but note, you may give unintelligent, unintelligent creatures with keen hearing or sense of smell equivalent of intelligence to reflect detection of valid creatures, which is what I do all the time. Oh, so wait, I'm a hyena. Maybe I, have good, I don't know, but maybe I have right. good smelling. You may give unintelligent creatures, rude, with keen hearing or sense of smell, the equivalent of intelligence. Oh, so you've got to, oh, this is unfortunate, though. So you've got to be unintelligent. So if I'm a knoll, let's say, let's say hyenas have good sense of smell. I don't right. know that they do or hear. But let's assume they do. The fact that I'm intelligent precludes that rule from being used the to aid they, me. That's what it says. Yeah. Okay. That's what it, that's the way to infer. And the reason I do this is because again, once you give it once once unfortunately the game, right, there's a couple of milestones in the game. In in the AD&D or D&D game. There is before invisibility and before fireball, right? Those are the, that's the, there's the game before invisibility. You know, you worry about not being saw, you're, you're all staying together. And then once invisibility comes, what happens? Right. Someone invert, the thief gets invisible and they start scouting mm -hmm. the whole thing. And it's the solo adventure and everyone else sits back. 
And then, of course, the fireball is the other big one. Once the fireball comes, you know, 30 orcs is not as big a deal as it was when, because you just blast them and you kill half of them and then they all run away in terror, as we saw. So the invisibility is the problem. So invariably, what if you're a knoll, you know characters have invisibility. Well, there's nothing we can do about that. They're just, we can't know. No, they... Yeah, because wait, you're level. That's right, because you're too low level. Right, they would just sneak around. We, all our stuff keeps getting stolen. What's, well, what's Mel's? Forget about it. Who cares? So there are creatures that are uh, known to have keen smell and sense, which then I allow them to do that. So, for instance, uh, carnivorous apes I've given, because it says their eyesight is, is keen as is hearing and sense of smell. So it's surprised only in one. If it, and so I say, oh, if they're, and they have a particular fondness for human flesh. So. Oh, so that's very useful. So this is so. Who was it? The uh, the bugbears. Right? Who had bugbears have carnivorous apes often? The hobgoblins. Hobgoblins do. So the hobgoblins. Right. So that's the carnivorous apes are really good for that. That's right. Because they are like they'll sense. Exactly. Oh, and then they just tear you up. Right. So that's I usually usually unfortunately because again these creatures are not morons they're going to realize people are invisible so they're going to want to have some defense against it. Well, you know what I'm going to do from now on with all my care every character I roll up I'm going to put my highest stat. And intelligence. That's what right. I'm gonna do so I can detect him. And they're like, why are you a fighter? Why are you putting... Because I may have that slight chance to do it. Right. I want to detect him. All right. Okay. And of course, that's why hellhounds are very popular for um, giants and creatures to have because they, their exceptional sight allows them to locate hidden or invisible creatures 50% of the time. See, now that's useful. That gives you a percentage. But now on the ape, it doesn't give you no, a percentage. You to, I give them a 25%. Because if the Hellhound actually indicates a number, that's almost yes. like, that's like the Premier League. That's really good. Right. You're going to be lower than yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a creature from another plane. They're pretty high hit dice. So, so would you, that's a pretty good just to have like a general rule. Like if and it it's says, per round. That's the thing. Oh. Because at least that's what the exposure thing says. What, what area do you have to be within, though? Like well, what, I, I was, well, it's exposed. It would have to be an eyesight of it. I assume the further away, it reduces it. Sure, I, would, I, would, I would think that's reasonable. Smell them is enough. Yeah. And you don't. Well, the smelling range is going to be different than hearing, than hearing range. But well, there should be a big chart. It says, check each round that the creature is exposed to invisibility. Mm. Once detected, the visual creature will be kept track of thereafter, and the detector will be able to note the cause. Any attacks occur minus four, and of course, uh, and the visible creature likewise entitled plus four saves. Okay. So there you go. So that's that is a DM tip for those. I'm sure other people have figured out a way to. But the short version is: once they get invisibility, the game changes, and so you gotta. I get again. How? Why aren't the orcs and the poor gnolls and everyone being slaughtered? Well, because they put defenses in place. You know, they put maybe they put stuff on the ground, like flour on the ground, so that they track it. All mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. A Sith trap. Sith trap. That's right. Scythe trap. That keeps failing. Exactly. All right. You got another one for me? I have two more. Two oh, more. Excellent. Okay. Question. Although 17 pantheons are mentioned on the back of the deities and demigods cyclopedia, only 15 are detailed oh, inside. Oh, goodness. Why is this? So I'm confused. Can I, can I put my one word? Yes. Lawyers. That's correct. Sir. Thank you. Answer. The first edition did indeed give details of 17 sets of gods and heroes, 
but the second and all subsequent editions only gave information on 15. The two pantheons that were dropped, Michael Moorcock's Melnibonian Mythos, the Elric stories, and H.P. Lovecraft's Cthulhu Mythos, disappeared because other companies produced games on those subjects, and the copyright holders withdrew their permission for us to use them. Are you ready for the final answer? I am question. question. Yes. How long does a darkness spell cast by a demon last? It lasts just like the spell, whatever the spell length is. You are incorrect, sir. Oh. <clears throat> Can I look in the book now? Hold on. See if it actually... Demon? Demon. 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 Let me see. Not Damon. Not Damon. There's another book. Not a devil. Not demon. a devil. Demon. All demons have darkness. R varies. Okay. The darkness cast by a demon is not a spell, but an inherent ability. Demons can cast darkness while engaged in any other activity. Since it can be cast at will, the darkness so caused will last as long as the demon wishes. So basically, it's just like light on, light off. So like, say you have dispel, or you have light spell. So he casts, he casts darkness. And then you cast light spell. Then right. he cast darkness. Right. And then you're out of light spells. What? Do all demons have it? Yes. All demons have the following these abilities. Infravision, darkness, teleportation, and gate. Okay, this is very interesting. Does that have, so what, what they're saying is that all those things, unless they indicate otherwise, you can do it at will, which means you can do it as many times as you want. Correct. So Kelly has the power to create darkness anytime she wants. That is but it, it's as per, it's not a spell, but it's as per the spell. So yeah, she can turn on yeah. the range and all that in the area. In of a effect. five foot radius. Okay. She can do these following things at will. Become ethereal. Charm person. ESP, clear audience, suggestion, shape change, or gate. So she can do it once around. Well, that's in it. Oh, and that's in addition to the ones up top, which right. were, I don't know why they said gate. You already have gate. Well, gate because it's variable. Got it. Everyone gates differently. So she doesn't need nightshade. So when she's on the beach. Right. She just. Makes it dark. You just see a black hole. Looks like, actually kind of looks like a giant sphere of annihilation if you didn't know what it was. Well, so that's probably what happened I just smelled. I was right. a hyena. Just a little darkness. And I smelled right. something good. Right. And I Smell go in there. Smeltering flesh. And I start licking. Yeah. And next thing. <laughs> it popped in the face. <laughs> No, it's a dangerous world. Now, what's interesting, because again, darkness, as per the spell, darkness, now there's a different version of darkness. All right, there's the opposite of light, which is darkness. Uh, the light spell, reversible, causing darkness, and then there's, except the blackness is half as duration. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, darkness, 15-foot radius, I think, also affects infravision. Darkness, 15-foot radius. Which again would be defeat the purpose of it, because then because they use infravision. My point is, how useful is it? Well, and which so which one is it? I assume it's just the opposite of light. The opposite of light. I'm pretty sure darkness fifteen foot radius. Yes, darkness fifteen foot radius. Page sixty nine of the player's handbook says causes total impenetrable darkness in the area effect. Infravision alternatives are useless. Normal light will not work unless continual light or light spell is used. In the former event, the darkness is negated by light spell and vice versa. Now, if you go under light, 
the opposite of light, of course, is darkness. Uh, it just says that it's just dark. It doesn't say anything about uh, you're figuring out the next thing. Thank you. So I assume it would be beneficial to them, which means they can still see in the because they have infravision, which means if you if they can see, then if you have infravision, you could see as well. If that makes any sense. Makes sense to me. I just know that they can do it at will. At will. Right. But again, darkness 15-foot radius, not very helpful if it's on you, because then you can't see either. At least the way I would rule it, which is magic affects everyone. You can't just go, well, it doesn't affect me. All right. That's it for the questions. So I did terrible. The British version of this game, not so good for me. Yes, you didn't. Uh, yes, you did not do great on that. I, I basically did like, like I was taking a, a formalized exam. Okay. Yeah, anti-lighting. That makes sense. Okay. Okay, so yeah, so that was it. So uh, Imagine Magazine uh, is now a rich source for additional questions. Excellent. This is Big Abushi Puppy Production. All rights reserved.